I don't understand. I don't understand the whole Barbie thing. <laughs> well, crazy about the Barbie. Like this is a suddenly it's a, it's a you know the conservatives are saying it's she's a woke Barbie. So they're running a means. campaign against it. Something and anything that smells of woke. Because I don't know. <laughs> has anyone seen it? No. It, 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 she has good attitudes or something like that, and she's she's very uh, uh, you know a Renaissance woman, the new woman. Oh yeah. But this is a little take on that. Is it why are so many people searching for Barbie fetish porn? Oh. What? Yeah. Should we all be embracing a pink plastic smooth brain aesthetic, as one porn performer puts it? Well, let's look into this. Maybe this is something we should look at. The release of the Barbie trailer earlier this year has had the effect of getting an entire swath of Americans excited about seeing Ryan Gosling in day-glow knee pads. Well, that I can see. <laughs> Did you feel that way? Would you feel that way if you saw it? I don't think so. You like Ryan Gosling? I, I don't even, even know Even in him. knee pads? No, and I, well, why is he wearing knee pads? I don't know. Among a slight, I guess Ken, he's playing Ken, you know. Yeah, okay. Does Ken wear knee pads? I don't I know. Don't know. No, Probably I don't. to service Barbie. <laughs> don't you think? He'd be down on his know. knees a lot. Uh, among a slightly smaller swath of Americans, however, hmm. the anticipation around Barbie, which officially debuts, uh, sorry, debut, has had a different effect. It oh. made folks super interested in Barbie-inspired fetish porn. Have you ever heard of this? No. You've been ever offered This is news it? to me. According to exclusive data from custom adult content website, Clips for Sale. Uh-oh. <laughs> Have you been on for Clips for Sale? You've been on. No. I, this is Check all, it out. Clips for Sale, all one word. Never never heard of it. With clips a four. For sale. With a number four. Oh, Check it out. See, you know, might be sale. something there for you. Searches <laughs> for the term Barbie on the platform have risen tenfold, 984% since January. Huh. A few weeks after the initial teaser. There are more than 15,000 clips tagged Barbie in the title or description, and most of the content falls into one of two categories, bimbofication or doll fetish. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I guess so. You know, yeah. I didn't know well, there was such a thing as bimbofication. No. But I'll look into it. I, you know, what is that, where does that sale. leave you? Which were both introduced on the platform in twenty. So it doesn't sound like really a woke movie if it inspires this. You wouldn't think, no. People, I'm seeing more and more girls bimbify, bimbofy themselves. Says Kelly Pierce, huh? an adult huh? content creator. I've Ooh. heard this actually is affecting teenagers in a very negative way. Girls especially, because oh. they're being really outgoing. Even during the movie, they had their phones on and were talking during the movie just to be more Barbie-like. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Shh! You see, going in a movie, go shh, and there are all these Barbies talking on their phone. Shh! They pay, they pay no attention to you. They're Barbie. Uh, bimbofication and uh, the tenfold barbification, uh, bimbify this mm-hmm. Adult content creators been making bimbofication content since 2007, when she first entered the industry. Well, there's an industry she's for a veteran. it. Yeah, I've been looking for something else to segue into because this isn't going nowhere. <laughs> I go into the bimbofication now. She tells Rolling Stone that while a few years ago, customers seem more interested in creators with a more natural look. <laughs> yeah. Pierce isn't sure whether the impending release of Barbie is responsible for the spike in popularity, uh, but she's not the only adult creator who has been creatively influenced by the aesthetic adult director, producer, writer, Sue 
Susie Q, who says she recently performed in a Barbie-inspired doll-themed orgy. Oh, boy. Involving more than 20 people, which was produced by a Playboy model and porn performer Anna Fox, three X's. <laughs> so you know she's good. <laughs> it was so cool to be around all these intelligent, independent, thoughtful, and badass entrepreneurial women as we fully embraced a pink, plastic, smooth brain aesthetic. Hmm. In pursuit of the endless possibilities and blind optimism associated with being that kind of doll. Well, that's a mouthful. It's undeniable that, in general, the rise of bimbo, the bimbo aesthetic on <laughs> social media, uh, on platforms like TikTok, has been going on for some time. Hmm. And has been. Uh, any TikTok users here? Anyone? Yeah, just, just a little, I'm not saying you're on it. I'm saying you just say, well, what is it all about? <laughs> yeah, anyone go on another site where it's your thing or you can do anything you want sexually and you get followers and no one will admit it, of course. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, guys, what do you guys do online? Um, the gen, gen, increasingly, Gen Z creators are embracing hyper feminine early aughts style. Think push up bras hot pink juicy couture sweatshirts and high ponytails, and refashioning the pejorative term into something more empowering. I'm a bimbo okay. guy. Damn it. <laughs> oh, God. Can men be bimbos? Too? I don't think so. Bimbofication, however, is an entirely different phenomenon. The term refers oh. to a fetish for turning an intelligent, self-sufficient person into little more than a hypersexualized, vacuous blow-up doll. Okay. Yikes. All right. So that's for personal use only on people who are into it. <laughs> on clips for sale, videos catering to the fetish typically have titles like Therapist Turned Me Into Sex-Obsessed Bimbo or Mindless Fuck Doll Bimbo Training. Occasionally, well. there's an element of uh, hypnosis involved as well. <laughs> uh, and indeed, the Bambi Sleep Files a highly controversial set of erotic hypnosis audios catering to the bimbofication fetish have been linked to consent violations, according to recent investigation from BuzzFeed. Okay, well. Wow. And bimbofication, any of you would like to be bimbofied? Or Paula, just to get out of your rut, you know. Are you in a rut? Totally in a rut? Okay. Georgia judge cites Rumpelstiltskin as he rejects Trump's bid to the end the election probe. Huh? Judge uh, McBurney, Fulton County uh, Superior Court judge. Yeah. So that would be this Georgia case. Yeah. Robert McBurney denied uh, Trump's plea to just preemptively block the investigation and any future indictments, which he asked for, which is this thing that you see Trump asking for. <laughs> Throw it out. Uh, in his ruling, Judge McBurney said Trump cannot claim investigative misconduct before an indictment has even been filed. <laughs> he also rejected the idea that the case's high profile was hindering Trump, pointing out how some politicians have the ability to transform scandal into political capital, a la Rumpelstiltskin. Oh. Do you remember spinning, what did he spin into gold? Huh? Spinning straw into gold. So he's oh. saying he, that Trump is a rumpel. Stiltskin esque. I think accent yeah. on the rumple. So that was the subject. Fubbing. You care anything about fubbing? 
Oh, Anyone fubbing. heard of fubbing? What? I forgot. Fubbing. P h u b b i n g. I looked it up, but I forgot what it was. Yeah. How do you spell it? Fub. B h. Don't make because you're going to look it up. <laughs> you're not going to Google it. She's going to look it up anyway. If you have had a romantic partner, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Uh, you've most likely had the maddening experience of realizing that while you were blabbering on about something or other, they were focused on their phone. Oh, As yes. relationship transgressions go, fubbing, a portmanteau of phone and snubbing, yes, yes, no. is on the surface fairly benign. Yet oh. research increasingly shows it can be insidious. Oh, dear. Yeah. I hate when that happens. Do you fub? No. Why would I? Oh, well, if you're in a conversation with someone, and then, uh, and you're and on, then, but you're on your phone and you're not listening. And then suddenly listening. I look, look on the phone? Or yeah, because people drive while they're on their phone. They people talk. Yeah, they do phone. all kinds they of things, apparently. Probably bathe while they're on their phone. They do everything on, a, on the know. phone. You do everything on your phone. If somebody would have sex with you while they were on their phone, which I, would, I bet that happens. Probably. Uh, check it, you know. In Barbie world, it wait, probably wait, happens. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, check it. A recent <laughs> study linked higher levels of fubbing to marital dissatisfaction. Well, and a 2022 study found it can lead to feelings of distrust and ostracism. Whoa. One study found those who fub a lot are more likely to be fubbed themselves, <laughs> creating a kind of ripple effect like Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Fubbing can be a range of different behaviors from glancing at your phone in the middle of a conversation to checking your phone when the conversation stalls out a yeah. little bit. Or keeping your phone close by. Yeah. Said Anthony Chambers, a board-certified couple and family psychologist. Oh. Uh, he said the issue comes up among the couples he works with on a weekly basis. Hmm. It's a funny word, but can have an impact. Okay. Hmm. Well. What, and uh, start a question. Uh, uh, what are the rules around when we talk to others? What is the f when is the phone present? When do we put it away? I know this doesn't sound sexy, and people don't want to do this in a relationship, but truly, it's the number one strategy. Put away your phone. This is not going to happen. All right. Well, anyhow, Fabian, I just wanted to alert you to that in case you're doing it, so you can continue <laughs> to and know that it's a thing. And know that there's a word for it. Yeah, it's a thing. Oh, this is almost personal to me. I pretty much, it is, actually. MasterCard moves to ban cannabis purchases on its debit cards. So I went down to Chicago and my daughter, you know, Nora down there, see her place and a uh, new place. And, and what they say, well, you want to go, you want to go a little, uh, they don't call it pot. What do they call it? Grass shopping. I don't know. Yeah. I said, I'd love to. You know, I've been wanting to do that my whole life. <laughs> go in a place. And then, so I went in there and went to this place and it was really like an upscale pot thing. And people were dressed in it. These talked in low tones, and they showed you, you know, they took you to the, it was like you're buying wine or something, you know. Huh. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, it, it was cool. So, so we found, uh, you know, something that wasn't uh, $150, but, you know, nice $40, $48 thing. <laughs> and I uh, got some okay. of that. It works pretty good. It works, seems to be the right thing. Yeah. But, I, you know, I go back to, well, you know, long story short, wanted to pay for it, and I had... Uh, my card, and they said, "Oh, your card doesn't work." And I said, "What doesn't work?" Well, I said, "Yeah, yeah." She said, "Yeah, is it a is it a Mastercard? Is it a is it a what's the card the kids have? Not the credit card, debit card." 
Oh, okay. is it a debit card? Oh, uh, I said no. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm good for it. I, I got enough money to have a, a regular. Card. She said, no, we don't take them. We only take debit cards. MasterCard has told financial institutions to stop allowing marijuana transactions on its debit cards, dealing oh. a blow to the industry already on the fringes of, of the financial system in the United States. Hmm. Most banks do not service cannabis companies as marijuana remains illegal at the federal level, despite several oh. states legalizing its medicinal and recreational use. Okay, so right. the, it's because the, the issuers of the credit cards. The federal thing. It's federal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. However, they can't do anything to you on your, on your debit card because it's just taking money out of your own account. Okay. Oh, I didn't know there was a... As we were uh, made aware of this matter, we quickly investigated it in accordance with our policies. Oh, boy. We instructed the financial institutions that offer payment services to cannabis merchants and connects them to MasterCard to terminate the activity. Nora had her... Debit card. She oh. bought the pot for me. I paid her back oh. later. Oh, and uh, you know it was great. But I couldn't have got it just on my Mastercard. Huh? Now you can't get it either. Either card. Oh, and so it, it, then it suddenly becomes a cash business, and they're terrified of having all that cash there in their in their little business. You know, because yeah. it'll be ripped off. Undoubtedly, you know. I mean, it's Chicago. <laughs> You're asking <laughs> for not? it. So I don't know what they're going to do. I imagine they'll just have to go to cash. But I just, I, from I personal experience, I'm I thought, appalled. Well, just one more thing here. While, while we're on this uh, thing here, who's most likely to smoke weed? Uh, is it older NPR listeners? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. Uh, I don't listen to NPR that much, but <laughs> I think they I could, be, could be right. I don't know. More than a third of people 65 or older report having tried marijuana, a proportion that has tripled since 2009. Well, duh. Yeah. Marijuana use has jumped among retirement age Americans just as baby boomers entered their golden years. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> just as I got news for them. It's been a while. Golden years. Yeah, they're golden, all right. <laughs> That's they're golden like Rumpelstiltskin, you know. It's actually spun that stuff. We just we have the stuff that he started with. Not we ended with. <laughs> Boomers have as much experience with marijuana as almost anyone else. In 1984, when the youngest boomers were 20, about 30 percent of the young men reported using marijuana in the previous year. Hmm. Uh, but by 2015, it was back up around 30 percent. By 2020, 33 percent. This is such bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I was smoking pot the first time here in the dorm up here. I went up, my buddy had it, you know. I wanted to smoke it in high school, but my brother, I, my, my friends weren't cool enough to let me in the closet when they, at parties, you know. Ah. And, I, and I didn't want to join their group necessarily to get in on no. it. But it was up here, it would have been, uh, let's see, what was that year then? 1967 came up oh. here. And uh, my friend up there, we were visiting in his dorm and I got high and listened to the Rolling Stones with my ears on the speakers, you know, and I said, oh, okay, gee, this is, this is cool, man. I can hear each, I can slow it down or I can speed it up. I mean, this is amazing. You know, so I was, you know, and, you know, and it ended up getting a lot of crappy stuff, you know, cause mostly ditch weed guys in a farm out here behind a barn, you know, I've been growing it for years. <laughs> 
But I, I, my generation has been smoking since 1967. If I'm yeah. any, you know, and they said like 30 percent. No, that's right. And it's grown since. Ridiculous. So all this is invalid. Rumble still. They don't skin. know what they're talking about. No. I don't see what NPR has to do with it. No. How did they I would get not into smoke that? during an NPR broadcast? <laughs> you know. I'm afraid this calls for all the news that isn't for August the 12th, 2023. In all the news that isn't, Trump plea bargain lets him serve his prison time and his president time concurrently. They say Trump and Biden are in a dead heat, but that's just in terms of longevity. Biden acknowledges his granddaughter in Arkansas for the first time, but still no mention of his uncle from Kalamazoo. Oh, and there's a great aunt from among the Bluets of Balling in County Mayo. He's never said a word about, and the Bluets of Balina are ballistic over it. On the DeSantis land, Disney World de-wokeification front, DeSantis says Tinkerbell's unfortunate death was caused by the ferry getting tangled in the blades of the drone pursuing her during one of her famous swoops uh, with the wand. And the seven dwarves reimagined as maintenance workers in the caves of the Pirates of the Caribbean at Disney World are down to four now after being crushed underneath the Black Pearl while whistle working where the ship drops 14 feet in complete darkness. This would be an OSHA violation anywhere but Florida. Anyway, hard to get excited about the four dwarves when they are sleepy, bashful, dopey, and grumpy. You know that they would be the survivors. Uh, the good news in Pirate's Cove is the Redhead Wench auction is back, and the crowds are way up. Uh, the really big 10 adds Florida State, Clemson, Arizona, Washington, Uzbekistan, Belarus, Narnia, Fuzhou, Midway, Hyderabad, and Thomas Edison State online to what is already the world's biggest conference roster. An impressive lineup, but a travel nightmare except for Thomas Edison State online. Seven out of ten Americans believe in angels. Nine out of ten believe in Anglos. Aaron Rodgers gets a wax statue at Madame Tussauds, but be careful, Madame, he melts under pressure. Voyager 2, 15 billion miles from Earth, goes on the fritz. What a piece of shit. Only 15 billion on it, and it look, goes down. Voyager 1, now that was a space probe with the Beatles album on board, and a literally gold record of the Beatles uh, to the end of the universe. So that aliens that someday will hear, I once had a girl, or should I say, she once had me, and wondered what that means. I still wonder what it means. I know he burned the place down. But... You've seen it. Abortion ban made them parents. This is life two years after. Okay, but there's two sides of this scenario. The idyllic young family scene or... Enslaved by twins from hell who don't even look like you. Another Aaron Rodgers note here. Aaron Rodgers' new contract says, should he ever, ever end a game face down, beating his hands on the turf, this contract is null and void. The Jets also told Rodgers they don't care who or what he romances, just keep it off page one of the New York Post. Uh, Texas Governor Abbott's boy chain on the Rio Grande River has become a tourist attraction on both sides of the river. 
and a rare opportunity for Mexicans and Americans alike to enjoy a little fun together on the water. The boy chain, by the way, covers about a thousand feet. So if you swim uh, to the middle, and then you only have to paddle about 500 feet to, to get around it either way. Elon Musk has initiated a hostile takeover of Taylor Swift. I can't wait to hear the song on that one. And that's all the news. That is it. song is too short. I could listen to that gospel funk of uh, Irma Thomas. She's the greatest. The Stones heard that release. It was released in America. Yeah. Nothing in England yet. And uh, they said, we got to get that and do it. And they oh. did. They did their version of Time's On My Side, which is, you know, Stones so, version. Yeah. Not nearly as gospel. It's like a gospel song turned into a rock song with feeling that happens not to be one. about uh, God or Jesus. And so this is uh, Suleiman? Suleiman, yes. Suleiman, and he was, this sultan he was the sultan of Turkey, right? 
Uh, no, the Ottomans. It's more than Turkey. The Ottomans. Or yeah. The Ottoman Empire. Yes, it was and that an empire. Was in what, the 800s? Uh, no, later. 900s? Yes. No, later than that. You're getting not warmer. The, certainly not the thousands. Yeah, sure. Oh, I'm surprised it took that long. Let's conquer the world. Be conquered. Well, we're, everybody's interested in it. We've been waiting for this for weeks. We've been waiting for it. It's been cooking. Tell us. Well, around the house, no. Suleiman was known as Suleiman, commander of the faithful, shadow of God on earth, protector of the holy cities of Mecca, Medina, and Jerusalem, lord of lords of the world, east and west. But if man, That's what people call me. It means nothing. <laughs> but if mankind in general wanted to refer to him as the magnificent... Yeah. That was all right with him. Yeah. For the record, the first magnificent was Amenhotep III, pharaoh of Egypt. The first two Amenhoteps were the pretty good and the could be worse, respectively. <laughs> then there's Edmund I, early on king of England, mid-10th century, oh. who claimed magnificence in spite of being killed in a brawl hardly six years into his light reign. Yeah, he was young, too. After that, Levon the Magnificent of Armenia, and Lorenzo the Magnificent, also known as Lorenzo de' Medici of Florence. Oh. But not until 1494 mm -hmm. do we find the man who clearly earned the title Suleiman the Magnificent, mm -hmm. Sultan of the Ottoman Empire. Right. Suleiman inherited the Sultanate in 1520, so oh, it was later 16th century, yeah, yeah, from his father Selim the Grim a title Selim earned by slaying his father, two brothers, and 62 other relatives. Mm. And Suleiman's magnificence did have its limits. Mm. Well, the sultan's favored son, Mehmet, died in 1543 from natural causes, ah. smallpox. The annoying one, Mustafa, was strangled with a silken bowstring at the sultan's order. Ah. Though some historians say... Nice, he, nice way to go, though, yeah. silken bowstring. Well, some historians say he was manipulated into this by his wife, Roxelana, ah. a former slave girl from the Ukraine. Ah, Another son, Bayezid, was executed in 1561, along with Bayezid's four sons, also on Suleiman's orders. Mm -hmm. In fairness, this son was attempting succession-like to overthrow his father. Ah. So he, he had it coming. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Suleiman's birthright were the peoples and territories of the Balkans, Anatolia, the Levant, and Egypt. He expanded the Ottoman Empire by his conquests of Belgrade, Rhodes, Hungary, Croatia, much of North Africa, and Mesopotamia. Wow. By the time Suleiman... How do they, how do, they do that? Uh, uh, warring. By the time Suleiman the Magnificent died... That's in the best way to expand an empire. You can try yes. to make agreements. Kill them all. Yeah. The Ottoman Empire was a world power. Right. Most of the great cities of Islam, Mecca, Medina, Jerusalem, Damascus, Cairo, Tunis, Baghdad, were under the Sultan's crescent flag. The Sublime Port, which is a synecdoche for the Ottoman government, exercised direct control over Anatolia, the lower Balkan provinces, Syria, Palestine, and Mesopotamia. Egypt, Mecca, and the North African provinces were governed under special regulations, while Wallachia, Moldavia, Transylvania, and Ragusa were vassals of the Sultan. Uh, mere administrative technicalities. Under Suleiman's patronage, the Ottoman Empire entered a golden age of cultural development. Hundreds of imperial 
artistic societies called the Ahi Ahiref, community of craftsmen, were administered at the imperial palace. After an apprenticeship, artists and craftsmen could advance in rank and were paid commensurate wages in quarterly annual installments. Mm. Uh, the Elhi Hiref attracted the empire's most talented artisans, resulted in a blend of Arabic, Turkish, and European cultures. And Suleiman himself was an accomplished poet, writing in Persian and Turkish under the nom de plume Muhibi, or lover. Mm. Some of Suleiman's verses... So he, wrote, he wrote love poems, I presume. Uh, and some of his verses have become Turkish proverbs, oh. such as the supposedly well-known, everyone aims at the same meaning, but many are the versions of the story. Ah, good point. Suleiman's most famous verse, awkwardly translated into English, is, the people think of wealth and power as the greatest fate, but in this world a spell of health is the best state. Ah. What men call sovereignty is a worldly strife and constant war. Worship of God is the highest throne, the happiest of all estates. Hmm. And that's our person of the week, Suleiman the Magnificent. Isn't that a lot shorter than it started out? Probably, but yeah. you know, time did you, is. Did a, you make it even shorter? Time was on your side. <laughs> uh huh. Well, I don't know about that, but I, <laughs> I, I, you know. It, what, did you leave out anything of great importance? No. Pretty no, amazing guy, Suleiman. Uh, yeah. yeah. Conquered the, half the world. Yeah. I wonder after he died, how long that empire lasted. I don't, well, I don't know. Quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened after him. Yeah. The, uh, the, the chronicles uh, stopped there. Any questions from the crowd about <laughs> Suleiman and the empire? We have the authority here. Yeah. Lynn? <laughs> Lynn wasn't listening. I don't know. He's not, no. he's not paying attention. All right. Well, thank you very much. As mentioning Suleiman, the Magnificent. Nemesis. I'm glad we got to him. Of course, uh, in our own time, we had Karnak, the Magnificent. Oh, I, I John forgot. John Carson. He was, yeah. He was magnificent, too. Yeah, huh? he was a Magnificent. Granada. And if you could speak What a fascinating tale You would tell Of an age The world has long forgotten Of an age That weaves the silent magic In Grenada With a sigh for Granada For she can remember The splendor that once was Granada It still can be found By a land 
flowers and the sun When day is done and the sun starts to set in Granada I envy the blush of the snow-clad Sierra 